chapter 16. This coming Wednesday, the coordinator of the um, Rema Bible Training Center Healing School in Abuja, um, Reverend Sheon Fadansi, will be ministering in a healing class in our midweek service. So this Wednesday and um, next week Wednesday we, we believe God for revelations. We believe God for manifestation of his power. I'm glad, you know, I've heard some of us at least two people have told me, shared with me, and oh, we've invited our friends to be in those meetings. Maybe those who have health challenges, one health challenge or the other. Please invite them, let them be a part of the meeting. Amen. Praise God. If that's the if that's the if that's the least you can do for them, you know, you may not have money to give them treat them. Peter said, silver and gold have I known, but such as I have, give I thee. We give them access to the power of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. The woman with the issue of blood had gone to many doctors, suffered for 12 years, but it didn't matter the length of time the disease had been there. But she encountered Jesus on that day, that wonderful day, and the story of her life changed. Praise God. So let's, uh, we, make, we make healing available. We make such meetings available to people. And um, we believe God together with them. Or it may even be you. Don't miss that meeting. Praise the Lord. Don't miss those meetings. Come with expectations in your heart. You know, that the power of God will be made available to you as the word of God is taught. Luke 5, 17, Jesus was teaching and the power of God was present to heal. Yeah, the power of God was present to heal. The power of God will be present to heal that day. And you know, like I said on Wednesday, it doesn't matter, I mean, whether the people are physically present or not. Okay? That is, it doesn't matter whether it's an on-site or an online meeting. You know? Because the power of God flows through the airwaves also. It does not know any distance. There is no distance in the spirit. The realm of the spirit is always now. Amen. So the centurion servant was in, this, in the centurion's house. And Jesus spoke words miles away. And what happened? The guy was healed. Speak the word only, and my servants shall be healed. Okay? So let's take advantage of that. 
throughout the month of August, we will be doing, we will be talking about divine healing and health, a redemption or your redemption blessing. Okay? Divine healing and health, your redemption blessing. Let's read from Mark chapter 16. Today, next week, we will be looking at um, these signs, and these signs shall follow. That's the title of this message. And these signs shall follow. Let's read from verse 14 before we pray. It says, Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven. Okay, I hope you brought your Bible. Amen. Look into your Bible. It's good to look into your Bible. Amen. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat. Why eleven? Judas was not, you know, Judas was not there. He had gone a wool. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat, or as they sat to eat, and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart, because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. These signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues, and they shall take up serpents, and if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we submit ourselves to you this morning, and to your word, we receive it with meekness in our hearts, with simplicity. In the name of Jesus, we receive revelation knowledge. Thank you, Father. All the eyes of our understanding are enlightened. In the name of Jesus, we know what is the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. Oh, the greatness of your power to us, what we believe. In the name of Jesus. Ignorance is dispelled and any hindrance whatsoever to the entrance of your word. Oh, by any demonic force, in the name of Jesus, it is neutralized. Amen. There is room for your word. It is glorified and honored amongst us. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Okay, so, Jesus, here saying, speaking to his disciples after his resurrection. Okay, after his resurrection. Jesus before the resurrection is different from Jesus after the resurrection. Amen. Jesus, the incarnate one, is different from Jesus, the resurrected one. And so, Jesus, after his resurrection, now he didn't make this claim before his resurrection. But after his resurrection, he made this claim 
Now, from verse 14, he says, when he appeared to them as they were eating, he says, he upbraided them. I thought the Bible says God doesn't upbraid. Amen. James chapter 1. If any one of you lacks wisdom, verse 5, let him ask of God who giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not. So, and we have, of course, we have taught this severally here that one of the, the nature of God is that he does not upbraid. What does it mean to upbraid? In James 5, 1, 5, 6, Said, let he said it means uh, 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 not to find fault. Amen. So God is not a fault finder. <clears throat> He's not looking for you know where you have not um, uh, met measured up enough. Amen. So that he will not answer your prayer. No, that's not our, our father. He's faithful even while we're unfaithful. While we were his enemies, Christ died for the ungodly. He, we are therefore being justified. Amen. Freely. Justified by faith. Praise God. We who were once far from him, he has brought near unto us by the blood. Amen. So he's not the one that finds fault. It's the Lord that finds fault. Bible also calls the devil the accuser of the brethren. So God is not an accuser. But he corrects. So the word upbraid uh, in Mark chapter 16 verse 14 there means to correct. But how does he do it? The New Living Translation says he rebuked them. Now that one line or that one verse, if you go to Luke chapter 24, you will see an Acts chapter 1. It was not just a one statement, one line statement that he made. Jesus corrected them by showing them in the scriptures, by teaching them. And Luke tells us that it spanned, the teaching spanned about 40 days. So the correction was not to beat them down, but was to get them to repent. What does it mean to repent? It means to have a change of mind. A change of perspective. You saw it black before now. You are actually seeing it as white. Because it is now white. Because it is actually white. Praise the Lord. Now so Mark 16. Back in verse 14 again he said. Jesus, when they sat down meet, he appeared to them and he said, he rebuked them, okay, for their unbelief or upbraided them, okay. Is this New King James Version? Okay, so New King James says, he rebuked them. What did he rebuke? 
he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart. He rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart. You've got to take note of that. That's very important. What does it mean? What was Jesus trying to what was Jesus addressing there? Unbelief. He said, he said, why? Because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. So the hardness of heart, you know, how did they put it in Luke chapter 24? He said, oh fools and slow of heart to believe. They had two evidences. Number one evidence was that this, there were people who had seen him, those women that came to report. And secondly, they had the prophets. Luke chapter 24. Let's see verse 25. Luke 24. We'll come back to Mark, Mark, Mark's gospel. Luke 24. Let's see verse 25. Then he said to them, no, please give me the King James Version, please. Uh, read the King James. He said, he said to them, O fools and slow of heart. Now, Jesus was not abusing them. What does it mean to be a fool here? It means to be slow of heart to believe. The word and there is that word K-I, which means explaining what being foolish is. Like Paul said, O foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? How could you have started, you know, in the spirit and then end up in the flesh? So, to be a fool is to be slow to believe. He says, so slow to believe what? All that the prophets have spoken. So, the disciples, they had the evidence of people who had seen him physically. And they also had the evidence of the prophets, the things that had been written concerning Jesus. That's next verse. Next verse, verse 26. Verse 26. Ought not Christ to have suffered these things and entered into his glory? And 27, beginning from Moses, right? All the prophets, he explained to them all the, in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. So the resurrection of Jesus was evidenced in the scriptures. Genesis to Malachi. But these people were slow to believe. Their hearts were hardened. They were not persuaded. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 4. The Bible speaks about Abraham. Romans 4, let's see verse 18. Romans 4 verse 18. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according as to, according to that which was spoken, so shall your seed be. Next verse. And being not weak in faith, 
he considered not yet his body now dead when he was about 100 years old and died yet the deadness of Sarah's womb 20 he staggered not at the promise of God through unpersuadedness So Jesus was referring to them being persuaded, convinced. Hallelujah. Because what he was about to say next, it's, it's only those who are persuaded. Look at verse 21. And being what? Fully. Come on. Being what? Fully. Persuaded. Being fully persuaded, right? What happened? That what God had promised, he was able also to perform. So the believer, amen, has got to get to the place. If someone is sleeping beside you, please, it's too early to sleep. Come on, wake up. Amen. Being fully persuaded. See, if you think you are used to sleeping in church, sleep early at home so that you have enough energy to... Amen. Or we should turn off the ACs. So if you don't want us to turn off the ACs, make sure nobody is sleeping beside you. Amen. Praise God. So he said he, said he was fully persuaded. And the believer, for us to be able to enjoy the next thing he was going to talk about, uh, to walk in it, uh, we have got to uh, be fully persuaded. What, were they, what did he need them to be fully persuaded about? He needed them to be fully persuaded about his resurrection. That was what he told Thomas. He said, ah, ah. Thomas, why do you why are you doubting like this? Okay, you know what? Touch me. Put your hands in the hole. Right? You want to see first. And I said, Blessed is he that has not seen or yet believes. So the one that sees first before believing is not blessed. Meaning he cannot walk in the blessing of the resurrection. So before we start talking about verse 16, 17, 15, 16, 17, and 18, he, he needed to get them. And you see, he didn't just do it. He didn't say, I rebuke you because you, you did not believe. No. That was not the way he, he did it. He taught them. Because persuasion comes up from repetitive teaching and, uh, 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 and, and assimilation. Glory to God. What's your name, ma? Her name is Lola. Are you sure that's your name? Oh, come on. Are you sure? Sister Martha is telling me that's not your name. Are you sure that's your name? Ooh, how come are you sure? Because that's what she's had all her life. 
and she will say, well, I have a, a certificate to evidence it. Can't you see? So she's fully persuaded. I'm sure after she was born, on the day of her naming ceremony, right, when they said her name is, her, and her name shall be called, is it your Molola? Mukwilola. As a baby. She will just be looking at everybody. Who are these strange people? What are they saying? What language are they even saying? Mokwilola won't mean nothing to her. But because she was repetitively called that name over time, right? So any, a time came in her growing up, maybe a few days or a few weeks, or a few months, they call her Mokwelala, and she will turn. Now she can say with without any with unequivocally unequivocably. Oh, you book I hope I'm correct. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. English, uh -huh. because I'm online. Let's they say what's this pastor saying? You know, that, hey, that's my name. Amen. Because it's come by repetition. So Jesus used 40 days. That's why you see, see, don't just sit down. Uh, Pastor, that one hour message is too long. Amen. Any Christian who says a one-hour message is too long, check. The, maybe the person is not born again. Hallelujah. And they continued daily in the apostles' doctrine. What was Paul's style? Paul will walk in the day. He will come in the evening and he will teach them him teach them and teach them and teach them overnight, right? Somebody will fall down from sleep. They will wake up the person from the dead, and uh, they won't turn it to a crusade. They will continue teaching. That's the training we receive. So you've got to train yourself. Bible says we should train ourselves rather unto what? Godliness. It's a bodily exercise. Profits little. Amen. Praise the Lord. My wife is a Gemite. You know, I was telling my children during the week that don't go near your mom. If she should give you one, one blow. Brother, you have seen Abby with the blue uh, boxing at the gym. <laughs> Last time I followed her, I said, please don't touch me. Because <laughs> she should give me two jabs like this. I know I fall. You know? So we go to the gym, we see guys, you know, hefty looking people. You know, one guy, he was riding bicycle like this, eh? I was, I was like, ha. He's like, he's like from another world. He was like, ah, God, <laughs> come from training. 
You know, but the Bible says that that thing that they're doing, it profits little. Hallelujah. Don't stay on little. Stay on profit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Because I know where you are thinking. Okay, Pastor, no need for exercise. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> like my pastor on campus will say, that little, take it. Amen. Praise the Lord. But do you know that it will not stop them from being sick? If sickness wants to attack them. Like the one Yoruba called Bogun. You know there are some sicknesses that the doctor will advise you. I think this one is beyond us. Go go back home. F uh the labor kind of sickness. That is go to the village. Hallelujah. Amen. Especially when those things are demonic, demonically, you know, uh, 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 they have demonic activities behind them. You know, you just can't explain why this person, everything is normal, but you're wondering why this person just can't explain. Praise God. Amen. So, so you, but the Bible says that you should exercise yourself rather, what? Unto godliness. That things, things that will promote your godly living. Exercise yourself. Exercise yourself. Amen. That guy riding the bicycle was looking like a wizard to me. I'm telling oh, you, I can't, I, you can't, you're on your top of Juba. When you see what I mean, he was not riding the bicycle like a normal person. He was, he was riding the bicycle so fast. Da, 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 da. He was dancing on it. He was, he was you know, doing like this. He was so, so ah. If you see his yams. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. You understand what I mean by yams. You know. Very strong. But he didn't get there one day. Praise the Lord. I followed my wife that day. And for the next four days, all my body was paining me. And they came. But he gave himself to it. Hallelujah. So, exercising yourself. That was the same mindset Paul was trying to, the picture Paul was trying to give us there. And you've got to exercise yourself. It doesn't fall on you like ripe cherries. You, fall, you, you exercise yourself. You feel like sleeping, you stand up. Praise God. Ask your neighbor, do you pray when you're on the bed? Ask your neighbor, do you pray when? Do you pray when? You know, you know what will happen. You know what usually happens. Abby? What usually happens? Do you increase in the spirit? When you're on the bed? Most of the time, what happens? <laughs> you sleep. So, when you feel like sleeping, what do you do? You get up. You pace. You go out. 
That is what, that's what is called exercising yourself unto godliness. So for us to get to a place of full persuasion, it comes by giving attention to the world. Imagine Jesus taught those guys. After he had taught them for about three and a half years, you know, in, in, in John chapter 16, he told them, he said, the things I'm telling you now, you can't bear them. Why? Because that was why I said the Jesus before resurrection. is different from Jesus after resurrection. Hallelujah. So he took them 40 days. He said he taught them from all the scriptures, from the prophets, the Psalms. Amen. He taught them from Genesis to Malachi. Taught them for 40 days. Praise God. And then he now said, in verse, the next verse, verse 15, let's go there, Mark 16. So he rebuked them for their unbelief, for their hardness of heart. What is the solution to hardness of heart? It's for the person to remain consistently under teaching. Perhaps the person will have a change of mind because it is not 100% guaranteed. Why do I say so? Acts chapter 19. You see in Acts chapter 19, verse 7. Let's read it. Let's go there. Let's go there. Praise God. Pastor, go to the cuckoo of the message now. Calm down. You are not going anywhere, are you? Verse, and all the men were about 12. Next verse. And he went into the synagogue and spoke boldly by the space of three months. How many months? Disputing and persuading the things concerning the kingdom of God. So disputing there is, it doesn't mean that he was arguing, he was teaching. Okay? And what was the purpose? He was trying to persuade them. Okay? Concerning the things of the kingdom of God. Next verse. But when divers were what? Hardened. Three months. This is even more than the 40 days of Jesus. Three months. And what happened? What was the result? Divers were hardened. In other words, they refused to be persuaded. They believed not. But rather, they even spoke evil of the way. Hallelujah. So, they, this kind of unbelief, said they did not believe this kind of unbelief is you are choosing not to be persuaded. Not because you didn't understand. Not because that thing, it was not plain, plain, plainly explained, right? But because you chose. You know there are some people who just choose. Like you did before you got born again. At a time. You know, whatever they say, are we finished? Thank you for sharing. I don't believe. So, back to Mark 16. So he says, he re Jesus had to take care of that. And you know, that's, why am I emphasizing this? That's really where the challenge is for many of us. Believers. Kenyon called 
many believers, unbelieving believers. Not fully persuaded like Abraham. We can sing, this sign shall follow. But you see, we have got to be what? Convinced about it. This is the truth. This is God's will. This is what I can walk in. So, he says in verse 15, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and do what? And preach the gospel to every creature. So, you and I have got to be convinced about his resurrection. Isn't it interesting? Do you know in Israel up till now, the believer that, uh, I mean, the average Jew believes, uh, right, that the resurrection story is a hoax. Why? Because uh, some soldiers were bribed the power of money. Look at what it has done 2,000 years after. It hasn't changed the story. They were bribed to tell the people that, oh, his disciples came to steal them while they slept. How did you know it was his disciples? You were sleeping. So people cho chose to believe that message of, the, of those guys, right? Than that of the disciples. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So, he now said, you have to go and preach this. What is the message that, that we have been given to preach? The message of the resurrection of Jesus. So they needed to be fully persuaded about it. Amen. Why didn't Jesus stay? Have you noticed in Luke's Gospel chapter 24, right? When uh, uh, um, he, he met with those guys, his disciples, right, on the road to Emmaus, and then uh, he taught them from the scriptures, like the Bible says, he said, after Jesus sat at meet with them, you know, and he broke bread, the Bible says that their eyes opened. And what happened? What happened? Someone tell me what happened. After their eyes opened, Jesus disappeared. Jesus disappeared from them. Right? He said, he opened their eyes and, and Jesus just disappeared. Why did Jesus disappear? Because Jesus does not want to, he did, he, Jesus wants to be revealed, right? Or Jesus wants to be known by revelation, not by physical sight. That's how God wants us to know him. So, he wants us to get to a place where we'll be fully persuaded, even though we don't see him. 
Are you listening to me? You don't see him, but what is that? You are what? You are persuaded. You are not looking for scientific evidence to believe in him. Hallelujah. Paul, this is how Peter puts it. He, he, he said, him, that's first Peter, chapter, first Peter chapter 1. Let's see verse 10. So, verse 8, from verse 8. Say, even though you don't, he said, you, you don't see him, yet you believe. And because you believe, you are able to rejoice with joy unspeakable. Whom having not seen, you love him. In whom though you have not seen him, yet what? Believe. That was what Jesus was trying to accomplish with them. He said, that which we have seen, that which our eyes have handled, of the word of life, that's the one we are presenting to you. But Paul didn't see him. Paul didn't handle him. Paul didn't touch him. But Paul had the greatest revelation of Jesus. So here we are. I have never seen any vision of Jesus before. In my 40-something years of being a Christian. Hallelujah. But I'm fully persuaded. That's where he wants us to get to. Tell your neighbor you've got to be fully persuaded. Before you switch over to verse 17. Don't just jump to verse 16. He rebuked them for their unbelief. Their hardness of hearts. Because they did not believe what the prophets had written. Neither did they believe the evidence of the people that saw him. Hallelujah. John's Gospel, chapter 6, verse 60. Let's go there. I think I should just come here and then we'll continue next week from there. Praise God. John 6. Now, Jesus, what happened in John chapter 6? He fed the multitude. He fed the multitude. And then they came back. Said, ah, Jesus said, I know the reason why you've come. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. If you see somewhere where you can be collecting your house rent every year without you working, won't you go back there? Eh? He said, no strings attached. Even though you are earning money. He said, I will use that money for something else. Uh, this one is... Uh, uh, uh. So, that was what the people... That was, I mean, just natural. I mean, hey, someone fed us. I mean, we were hungry. Someone fed us. And Ajesheku. You know? Then we come back. But Jesus now began to teach them. And then look at what the Bible says. And many of his disciples, who? Who was it? What? Did he say the crowd? No, he said his disciples. 
when they heard his teaching, they said, ah, this is what? A hard saying. Who can bear it? Ah, no, this thing is too, too, is, is too difficult to believe. Ah, ah, no. They were not persuaded. Look at the next verse. No, verse 6. Was that verse 16? Yeah, when, yeah, verse 61 now. Thank you. When Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured at it, he said unto them, does this offend you? Next verse. And what if you see the Son of Man ascending, ascend up when, where he was before? Next verse. It is the spirit that quickens. Next verse. Next verse. And he said, no man, go to verse 66. Straight up. From that time, many of his disciples did what? Why? They were not persuaded. And they walked no more with him. This is why his disciples, they walked no more with him. Glory to God. So, this underscores the importance of us. You've got to be persuaded. Jesus didn't, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't take and he still does not take unbelief lightly. Because it will hinder the move of the Spirit of God. Unbelief will hinder what God wants to do in your life and through your life. Hallelujah. When you read Mark 16 and you don't, you just cannot see yourself in it. You just don't even, it doesn't even cross your mind. It doesn't know, okay, it's, yeah, this science shall follow them. them. She is them, not them. He's talking about them. And you can't see yourself in that them. Then it means that you are not persuaded. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Tell the person beside you, you've got to be persuaded about this. Now, so let's read. Let's, let's read. That verse, verse uh, 16. Verse 16. Verse 16. Mark 16. Verse 16. Praise God. So he says, uh, uh, he said, go and preach the gospel. Go and preach the gospel. Go and preach the gospel. So, so, so in verse 15, he, after teaching them, he says, now, I want, now you are persuaded about this. Go and do what? Go and preach the gospel. Do you know the reason why many believers don't preach the gospel? Many of us don't preach the gospel. Amen. We are not fully persuaded. So by the time the unbeliever fires one question, fires two questions, we give up. You see, I don't understand and you won't go back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, ah, no. When I'm dealing with unbelievers, and when, I, when I'm non-Christians, I don't want to bring in, you know, my faith there. Eh? Hallelujah. That's why you see that many, many believers, you know, they can't hold their own. 
what will happen eventually, you will compromise your state, your faith. That's what will happen. Because you're not fully persuaded about it. He wants you to be so fully persuaded that you can teach it. When you are persuaded, you say, you can announce it. Go and preach it. Go and announce the resurrection. Hallelujah. He didn't say you should go and announce your sins. He said, go and announce what I have done. Preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. Every creature. Every creature means every creature. It means every creature deserves to hear the gospel. And as you go, so which means that, glory to God, if you don't go and do this, if you don't go preach it, the ones, the, there will be nothing to put the signature of God upon. Because verse 16 says, and these signs shall what? Shall follow. So, these signs means the signature of God. When you write a check, right, and you put your signature of it to the man, to the cashier on the counter, that's a sign. Your signature is a sign. Is evidence. To show, to prove that what? You are the one that issued the check. So what the things is going to, t- is t- going to tell us from verse 16, 17, they are what? They are the signature of God. They are the evidence. They are the proof. They are proofs that to back the message that you and I have been told to go preach. Glory to God. Therefore, our message must not be without evidence. And when we are not seeing the evidence, what do we do? We've got to crave for it. You've got to desire it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, gee. You just want to say, hey, silver and gold I don't have. But this is what I have. In the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And the person starts to walk. That's an evidence. But that's not the message. Yes. But he said, this must back the, the message. Look at verse 20. Verse 20. Yes. And they went forth. And did what? Preached everywhere. And what happened? The Lord walking with them. How? Huh? How was he walking with them? By confirming the word. With what? Those signs. Hallelujah. Those signs. But you know what? Those signs are evidence. Which means, uh, if you are not, if you don't present the check, praise God, the signature means nothing. Right? Pastor Tosin issues me a check, uh, and I decorate, I put it, I laminate it. Gives me a check of one million dollars, and I laminate it. I put it on my on my wall. Everybody that comes to see, I say, see, ah, this guy is a rich guy, okay. 
Who gave you this check? How do we know? Can't you see his signature? Yes, his signature is on it. Praise God. That paper will turn brown. And you will have nothing. Why? Because you have not presented it. So the evidences mean nothing until we present the message. But he says, when you present the message, I will back it up. Hallelujah. 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 But because many of us are not too persuaded, we present message, but we are not expecting evidence. So, but he's taking us up now. He's taking us up. Now you can begin to expect the evidence. Don't just preach. Expect evidence. Said they saw when they saw the boldness of Peter and John. He said, "Guy, they concluded that these guys had been with Jesus because they preached the word. The Bible says that Jesus taught the word was one that had authority, not as the scribes. The scribes are the ones that will be doing quotable quotes." This one said this, this one said that, that one said that. Mm -mm. Praise God. He's, he taught as one that had authority of the scriptures. He knew this was from scriptures. He was making reference from scriptures. Hallelujah. He said, and you've got to be convinced. Fully persuaded that you are a carrier of the power of God and when you preach the word amen these things will begin to happen three things and I'll close three things he said he talked about I will categorize them in three things amen I will begin from there next week hallelujah the evidences number one the evidence of your authority Number two, the evidence of utterance. Number three, the evidence of divine protection. Number one, the evidence of your authority. Number two, the evidence of utterance. Number three, the evidence of divine protection. I'll say it again. Number one, the evidence of authority. Two, the evidence of utterance. Utterance means to speak. Number three, the evidence of divine protection. Glory to God. How do I get persuaded? Go back to the scriptures. Read them. Someone says, no, I want to hear the testimony of... Mm -mm. They didn't believe the testimonies of those women. What did Jesus refer them to for 40 days? He took them to the scriptures. 
He said, because, he said, Peter said, we have a more sure word of prophecy that you need to pay heed, pay attention to. Amen. Glory to God. Until you, you get convinced that this word is true. It is true. It is true. The word of God is true. The gospel is a power of God unto salvation. Amen. That that person needs the gospel. This person needs the gospel. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Have you noticed that Jesus did not talk about economic principles of how to make Israel better more economically? I mean, economically. He didn't teach that. In fact, when they wanted to make him king, what did he do? Jesus ran away. He said, no. Glory to God. Does that, mean, does that mean that we shouldn't teach economic principles? I haven't said so. Praise God. But trust me, there are people who will teach it better than me. Who are outside there that don't even know Jesus. But that's not our primary assignment. What's our assignment? To go preach the good news. That is the one that Jesus will back. Hallelujah. Oh. Amen. Somebody is waiting for miracle money. That's not the gospel. Haven't you noticed that those miracle monies, oh, you okay, Paul. The money is not usually plenty. Someone says, oh, 10,000 naira. I just saw 10,000 naira in my account after the man of God released the prayer about miracle money. What's 10,000 naira? How much is 10,000 naira now? What can it do? It can't even pay. It, 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 it can hardly pay house rent in Makoko. He said the agents will not even collect it. They will even look at you. Hallelujah. It's a miracle money. Eh? When you start talking one million, two million, three million, five million. Eh? Miracle money. Say, uh, can't you remember? Didn't you see that the, it was only tax money that, that came out of the fish? Praise the Lord. Amen. It was not money that will last Jesus until his death. It was just <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> Why? Because the laws of economics must work. Bible says that the day they left the, they stepped into the into the promised land. That was the day manna ceased. Because God does not want you to live on manna all your life. That's not the way the earth works. While the earth remained, seed, time. And harvest shall not cease. Praise God. So that's not the gospel. The gospel is the resurrection of Jesus. And what God will back with those evidences is when we start teaching. Amen. About this gospel. So go to it. So that you can be persuaded. When you are reading Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, you are reading those stories. You are reading those messages. You are reading those stories about the miracles of Jesus. Amen. You've got to see yourself in it. You don't see yourself as a woman with the issue, issue of blood that came to meet Jesus. You see yourself as Jesus who distributed power. 
You don't see yourself as blind Bartimaeus. Can't you see you are not blind? Praise the Lord. You see yourself as Jesus touching the eyes of the blind. That's where he wants you to get to. Hallelujah. But it comes by looking at it. Praise God. Praise God. That's why I don't advise when you want to do this kind of things. Don't, don't read Bible on your, on your phone. In Bible on phone, Facebook will distract you. WhatsApp message will come and distract you. All those things, except you don't want to deceive yourself. You know that no, it can't happen to me. It can't happen to me. Now lie. It's why just praise God. Just, just go carry the Bible. Open it. Read it. One hour you are reading it. Thirty minutes you are spending on it. Amen. Glory to God. Faith comes by hearing. And what? Hearing the gospel. When you get into your workplace, somebody says, ah, you know what? I'm afraid. Ah, hey, this sickness has hit me. And they said it's going to, I'm going, uh, 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 it's going to lead to my death. You know, you are a person that is carrying evidence. You are carrying power. You are carrying the presence of Jesus. Hallelujah. And you can administer the power of God over that person's life. Amen. Amen. God is not looking for one man champion. He's not looking for one man champion. He's looking for a kingdom of priests. Those who will stand between God and men and administer the life of God unto humanity. Amen. Will you choose to believe this morning? Will you choose to be persuaded this morning? To be persuaded means you are are going to go against the odds. You are going to go against the natural evidences of men. You are going to be bold about it. Hallelujah. And you can tell an unbeliever, don't worry, let me pray for you. Jesus is going to heal you. Don't say, I'll get saved first before Jesus heals you. No. He will heal you. Just let me do it. Hallelujah. God wants to raise such an army. Stand to your feet, everybody. These signs will follow them that believe. Somebody say, I'm a believer. Come on, say it. I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. I'm a believer. The signs of the believer, they follow me as I preach the gospel. I am persuaded. I am persuaded. I am persuaded. I am fully persuaded. I refuse to carry on with a hardened heart. I am not in unbelief. I am not in unbelief. I do not allow unbelief through the words of men. Through the evidences of the natural. uh, Oh, to cause my heart uh, to be hardened uh, against the gospel. uh, Against the word of God. uh, I pay attention to it. uh, I meditate on it. uh, I give myself wholly to it. uh, My prophecy will appear unto many. uh, In the name of Jesus, I exercise myself uh, unto godliness. uh, I exercise myself in the word. I exercise myself in the things of the spirit. I do not shy away 
from challenges against the gospel. Don't shy away from them. Come on, speak in tongues a little. Glory to God. Thank you for the spirit of boldness. 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 Grant unto your children, unto your servants, boldness. Oh, that they might preach the word. Ah, which, and that you will confirm uh, that word. I don't walk in unbelief. I don't walk in unbelief. I'm a believer. I am fully persuaded about the word of God. I am fully persuaded. Oh, glory to God. I believe the gospel. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. For you see, he wants to be, he wants you to be his hands and his feet. Oh, to stretch forth to, to humanity. Oh, that is confused. And wondering which way to turn. He wants to be Oh, the one he wants your hands to be his own that will heal, that will touch, that will encourage, that will open blind eyes and cause the lame to walk and cause the feeble minded oh, to become strong. Oh, for your lips are the lips, or he wants them to be the lips of Jehovah, or Viba through Nushtopaya, oh, that transmits life even through the words that proceed from them. And so go forth uh, and stay, uh, oh, where he wants you to be. Stay with him uh, until uh, you are persuaded uh, and you are caught up uh, and you are able to go in the energy of his spirit. Uh, for in the last days, uh, he will pause his spirit. Uh, oh, according to his word, uh, his spirit is poured out. Uh, oh, but he's waiting uh, for those who will come under it. Uh, even though it has been spoiled out, uh, but you need to come under it. Uh, he says, uh, for he says, uh, until the spirit will poured out upon us. Uh, it's been poured out, uh, but you've got to come under the rain. Uh, you've got to come under the showers uh, of the spirit. Spirit. Oh, for you say, oh, I tried it. What if I try it and it doesn't work? 
Oh, the man of the spirit uh, sees what others don't see. Uh, the man of the spirit uh, goes where others uh, are afraid to go. The man of the spirit uh, weathers the storm, uh, steps into the waters, uh, not knowing uh, that the word has been relieved, uh, saying, Come, uh, and that you will not sink. Uh, for if you sink, uh, oh, your father is the one that is sinking, uh, but he will not sink. Uh, he will not sink, uh, but his word, uh, oh, for his word has gone forth. Uh, he holds his word, uh, he watches over it uh, to perform it. Uh, so be bold uh, because it is on the authority of the word uh, of your father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Father, we obey you, Lord. As a church, we obey you as individuals and we step out. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. And through us, men will see the revelation of Jesus like never before in our own generation. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Let's have a seat.